the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And let me offer a friendly amendment from behind this microphone. The show belongs to Seth. I've been given temporary stewardship of the program. Former Congressman and uh, one-time Channel 10 sports anchor J.D. Hayworth back behind the microphone. It's only fitting, considering I've been told time and again that I have a face for radio. Uh, Be that as it may, this hour, plenty to talk about. Will you be away, as Seth is today, will you be away for July 4th? Well, apparently, if you needed the greatest signal that uh, COVID is on the wane, even I know little Dr. Fauci is saying, hey, look, there's this Delta variant. You need to pay attention to me because I I enjoyed being on the cover of, was it GQ or in style? And, uh, you know, I I looked the other way when the Chinese developed the, 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 the virus in a lab. And, and I, I it's time for my close-up again. So this Delta variant is a real problem. Well, the Delta variant notwithstanding, the home of Delta Airlines, that's over in Atlanta, y'all. The the report in the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, which I think we can extrapolate from the southeast out here in the southwest, here's the headline, 4th of July expected to bring near-record travel volumes. And we may get to that. There are other stories that should hold our interest, and yet, oh yes, not to mention, uh, at the bottom of the hour, in a mere 23-24 minutes, our third-hour question for TV Trivia Tuesday Your chance to win free dinner for two at your uncle's house, provided your aunt and uncle agree. And notwithstanding that, you win the quiet admiration of those within the sound of our voices. I'm talking to you when you call in with the answer, but that comes later. Right now, I wanted to continue. I don't think it's fair to say that we're getting totally granular on the whole story of the audit over at Veterans Memorial Coliseum, the one-time madhouse on McDowell, the whole exercise that makes Arizona Secretary of State Katie Hobbs so angry that I've seen her on occasion with her hair kind of purple, right? I think that's... She, I, well, anyway, I won't get into the coiffure. Instead, when we finished up last hour, or maybe you're just climbing in the car on the way home to work, most of this afternoon I've been taking apart the 
fiction from CNN, the collusion between CNN and the Arizona Democrat Party, where Anderson Cooper and uh, some of his reporting minions go on this wild goose chase. I guess this was a story that first appeared in the Arizona Repugnant newspaper and has been picked up about apparently some some remote facility with ballots and all this other hoo-ha. Uh, and so Kelly Ward um, basically said, well, you guys are so fevered and so crazy about this. Let me straighten it out. And she explained that, hey, stop and think for a second. Especially in the wake of COVID, people have been uh, working remotely if you're a defense contractor see here's the irony cnn and uh and the arizona dems are trying to cast aspersions and we know how unsanitary that can be they're trying to cast aspersions on a firm um known as cypher which is a dod contractor one of the uh one of the companies uh in support working uh, along with the audit of the Maricopa County ballots. But when all is said and done, as Kelly Ward exposed the absurdity of the, the CNN story, by way of the Arizona Repugnant, uh, Kelly Ward asked the question, the re- the, really, we just have to wonder why the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors is not supplying the routers, not supplying everything needed and subpoenaed by the Arizona State Senate. Well, our friends over at Gateway Pundit, and by the way, they are doing a sensational job covering the audit. They, they have... Uh, young reporters around, and they make it a habit to go by and speak to former Arizona Secretary of State, former Arizona Senate President, and current, well, I guess technically his, his title is Senate Liaison, Ken Bennett. Basically, he's the guy running the audit, the way I see things. And so the reporter says to, to Ken Bennett, hey, w- w- what what do you expect the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors will do? Will they supply all that has been subpoenaed? And it's Ken Bennett, who is uh, very diplomatic and very optimistic about the. Uh, we we got to figure out a um, a little abbreviation for the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. I think I have it right here. Oh, oh, me, teacher, me. Um, let's call it Mako Soups, as in, you know, supervisors. So we would say that the audit director, really the, the Senate liaison, Ken Bennett, is diplomatic and optimistic about the Mako Soups complying with the subpoenas. This is cut nine. I believe that they will uh, provide us what we need by subpoena. Um, both, you know, the county and the Senate both know that the Maricopa County Superior Court uh, judge has ruled that the county's or that the Senate subpoenas are are valid and, and need to be complied with. So we hope things will go smoothly. Oh, sure. We can hope things will go smoothly. But there's something else uh, afoot in all of this. 
And it's a four-letter word that, yes, I can mention on this family program because it is so vital, really, to all parts of our life, but especially to this endeavor of broadcasting. And that is the word T-I-M-E. Now, here's the fly in the ointment. If it takes till, uh, what, next Saturday, which would be July 2nd, whenever the lease runs out of the Coliseum, Ken Bennett says, hey, they've gone through stuff. They're bringing in Braille readers to read the Braille ballots. They're trying to get all of this done, and they should be done by, if not this, I I guess it's going to be this Saturday, but something else is afoot. The Arizona Senate, indeed the whole state legislature, is itching to get out of uh, Phoenix, itching to end the legislative session. And here's the problem. If the state Senate were to adjourn, signy die, boom, that's it. You don't need to know any Latin other than die means it's done. And you have to have Governor Ducey call a special session? (laughs) Do you think that's going to happen after we take pride in our elections? Remember that whole hoo-ha with with, uh, Ducey? So there's a real problem. And Ken Bennett uh, really highlights the nature of the problem. What happens if the Senate adjourns sine die before the audit is complete? This is cut 10. Well, obviously, uh, if we find things that need to be fixed in Arizona election laws or procedures uh, in the audit, we would love to have those things considered this year for passage of corrections to those state laws instead of waiting for next year. Because if you if you put it in the regular session next year and the session doesn't end until May or June like this year did, then those bills don't become effective until 90 days later. By that time, you're well into the election of 2022. You see the problem? Ken Bennett has just laid it out. So, will the Senate adjourn sine die? Will it adjourn subject to the call of the chair? Will it stay in business until the audit is complete? And will it stay in business to ratchet things up on the Mako soups if they decide to remain reticent? So many questions. We'll answer those questions in due time and take your questions and observations and salutations and interrogatives. 602-508-0960. It's AM 960, The Patriot, and it's JD for Seth. Stay with me. Yeah, I have too. And are you going to the beach? Uh, It's JD for Seth. What are you doing for 4th of July? A subject we can get into a bit later. Uh, And your calls and questions, 602-508-0960 on AM 960, The Patriot. Now, there is a difference between skepticism and cynicism. And it's only fitting, since I'm behind the mic, that my old pal, Mike... (laughs) send me a little quote uh, via text pointing out another great observation from H.L. Mencken. 
Mencken once said, quote, A cynic is a man who, when he smells flowers, looks around for a coffin. So, I, cynicism, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'm skeptical, but I've been involved politically for a long, long time. And there's an expression among uh, test pilots about pushing the envelope. And with the, uh, the audit continuing over at Veterans Memorial Coliseum and the Senate possibly adjourning sine die. I got to tell you, I think there was a vote a while back and State Senator Kelly Townsend voted no and people were raising H-E double hockey sticks at her. But I think one of the questions she had had to do with adjournment. Wait a minute. We did not put in our resolution anything about postponing adjournment. Until the uh, until the audit is complete, and sure enough, Kelly T. Uh, she tweeted out, "We won't be able to address this if we go home for the year." Uh, in talking to uh, the Gateway pundit, Kelly said, and I quote. Uh, we normally go home in early May. However, this is not a normal year because we're still in the state of emergency and the audit is still underway. I cannot support going home under these circumstances. We saw last year that it is problematic for the legislature not to be at the table while dictates are being issued. That's the whole uh, contretemps between Governor Ducey and the legislative branch about all the unilateral actions taken in demand of public health. For static about that, see owners of centers, comma, fitness. Now a question at 602-508-0960 from Lisa in Phoenix. Hello, Lisa. Hello. How are you, J.D.? I'm fine, thanks. Good. I like your term, contretemps. How about this term, coup de grace? Coup de grace. Yes, the, the coup de grace, the finishing no, touches. No, no. Or coup yes. d'etat. No, coup de grace is the cut of death. That's when you finish off your opponent. Ah. So, so what is the force behind a subpoena? Can the legislature put forward something and say, uh, we forced you to turn over all this stuff? Can we send sheriffs into the Maricopa County, wherever they are, and pick up the stuff? If I'm subpoenaed, do I just get to sit back and say, oh, twiddle-dee-dee, twiddle-dee-dum? You are compelled to arrive. Now, here are a couple of things, Lisa. If it's not a law enforcement agency, you see, there are several steps you have to go through. But a subpoena, and again, I let me offer the disclaimer, Lisa, in much the same way that you educated me about coup de gras, I have to, to say, too, that I am not a lawyer, never played one on TV. J.D. in my name comes before my last name and stands for John David, not Juris Doctor. And, and let me say it this way, Lisa. What what hap what happens with a subpoena? It compels you 
to show up. But here is the whole question, and it has to do with the different powers, probably what the county will argue, although I think the court has already ruled that the state Senate is well within its rights as the county is part of the state of Maris, America, pardon me, part of the state of Arizona. I know my friends in rural areas often talk about the state of Maricopa, speaking disparagingly of just how huge uh, this particular county is, but they they have to comply with the subpoena. Now, they're going to try to stop, and the left is going to send a whole bunch of lawyers out, and I don't think they're going to get past the current judge, but they may try to go judge shopping. They may try to stop this, which is why the Senate needs to stay in place. Now, would it fall to DHS? You know, not 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 the guys who just write tickets for speeding. They're the arm of law enforcement, or DPS, Department of Public Safety. Excuse me, I'm getting my acronyms a little bit mixed up, Lisa. I'm so flustered after blowing the uh, the French idiom you used earlier. But DPS, <laughs> the Department of Public Safety is basically the state police or the state militia. So, yes, they conceivably would have a hand of going down to the county. But would uh, our new Soros-financed sheriff, I know he's in his second term, uh, the anti-Arpaio, would the sheriff show up with all his folks, since they're right there at the county, would there be a standoff? But the worst thing that can happen is the Senate taking a powder and then relying on Governor Ducey to call them back for a special session. Because Governor Ducey went on television bragging about how the elections were so great and Howie Fisher of the Capital Media Services was yelling at the governor, you tell those people to be quiet, or words to that effect. I'm a journalist, but I'm also a leftist, and there's no reason at all that we don't observe this and enshrine these as the totals. Uh, Non-celebrity voice, not impersonated. I remember hearing that at the press conference, and sure enough, there goes Doug. Yeah, we do things right. I'm listening to Katie Hobbs, and never mind about the questions. Uh, it, It just, there are questions that should be answered. But the immediate question, Lisa, is will the Senate stay in session. And however a subpoena works, Lisa, your telephone works. Call your state senator and make sure say, do not adjourn sine die. Stay in session. That's my brief take. And if you want to say I'm dodging terms of legal art, Lisa, in this instance, I'll plead guilty. But, hey, maybe a couple of attorneys will call if the meter's not running and uh, set us straight on the implications of what's going on with the subpoena. Lisa, lovely to hear from you. You ask a good question, and the great thing is here, if I don't have the answer, well, I'll ask you. 602-508-0960. Coming back with our third and final TV trivia question on this TV Trivia Tuesday. It's JD for Seth. Don't you dare run away. Come on back, yeah. JD for Seth. TV Trivia Tuesday, AM 960, The Patriot. The strains of the theme from Mannix, starring Mike Connors. 
Not to be confused with Chuck Connors. I'd never confuse those guys, both uh, though they were both dull, uh, tall, dark, and handsome. But Chuck Connors was like, what, 6'9"? Anyway, here's my question. This is just a great song. Can we pot it up a little bit? Great song. So, here it is. What separates the theme from Mannix from other TV themes? You musicians and musicologists uh, can probably spot it. Although for television purposes, it was up-tempo, but that's really the key. So rare in a television theme would you find a tempo that was like blank. Okay, I'm mixing questions and uh, match game stuff, but that's the question. What separates the theme from Mannix in terms of musical tempo from other TV themes? If I'm not mistaken, this may be the only TV theme written in this fashion. 602-508-0960-AM960, The Patriot. And special thanks to our caller. Before I ask this question, I can ask another one. Attorneys, genuine juris doctors. If you promise not to start the meter running, if you want to engage in pro bono activity to illuminate what is happening, I just have a question. It's the same question our listener had. The subpoena. The state Senate has not only subpoenaed the ballots, but more records and more ways in which uh, information was determined. The the routers for the different computers, a clear notion of custody, all this stuff that went into the election. And so when it comes to the subpoena, What does that mean to the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors? Now, we've seen thus far that they have failed the the board, the Mako Soups, my new nickname for the Maricopa Board of Supervisors. They have not completely complied. Yes, the ballots are being counted. First of all, they had to be removed from the election center and taken to a totally different spot. But what about how the subpoenas work in this instance? What are the consequences? And especially, should the state Senate adjourn sine die? If they decide to get out of town before the audit is complete, now you can uh, absolutely call me cynical because... uh, Governor Ducey went out there saying, yeah, we do elections right. And uh, lauding the leftist secretary of state who, you know, that that was just kind of gnawing at me back in 2018. Two key races. Late at night, the votes shift. 
And in, instead of my old congressional colleague, Frank Riggs, uh, becoming uh, state superintendent of public instruction, we have another person who transitioned. And uh, because of a... of um, and, and you're free in this country to worship God according to the dictates of your own conscience, even if you choose not to worship God at all. And that is the case with our superintendent who took the oath of office not with a hand on the Bible, but with a hand on a children's book. You can do that. But uh, I'm just wondering, as we are moving on down the highway, do you have an answer to our TV trivia question, or is it too tough for you? 602-508-0960, and something even more rare, a lawyer who doesn't turn on the meter to give us legal advice. I'm asking for it right now. It's J.D. for Seth, and we're coming right back. Now, we haven't transported you back about 15 minutes. We're using the same music, the theme from Mannix, to repeat our TV trivia question, which is this. What element of the music, what element of the tempo to the theme from Mannix is unlike just about any other television theme. I'll go to another discipline. I'll go to another recording. Patty Page had a certain song describing a style of dance. Wow, that ought to glow like a neon light for you. So for free dinner for two at your uncle's house, what is the tempo? Of uh, the theme from Mannix. Uh, should I really go? Anyway, 602 508 0960. AM 960 is the Patriot. And uh, as we're heading down the home stretch, only 15 minutes you and I have together. What about it? If you don't want to answer the question about Mannix, I'll, I'll make a joint decision. With our producer-director, if I flip over all the cards, or if I supply an easier question, we're going to flip over the cards. I know you you have both hands, uh, you're driving home, 10 o'clock, 2 o'clock, both hands on the wheel. If you don't have that phone programmed in your car, you don't want to break the law, so you're not picking up the phone. The Patty Page clue had to do with a song called Tennessee Waltz. Three quarter time is the way in which uh, Lalo Schifrin uh, composed the theme from Mannix. So actually, the theme from Mannix arguably is written as a waltz. It sounds jazzy, all that stuff, but it's. You see what you learn by we we want to be entertaining, informative, and educational here. Plus, I, I gotta admit, if if your uncle and aunt don't live in town, it is pretty tough to um to get that free dinner for two at your uncle's house because there, of course, is the precondition of your uncle or aunt inviting you over. But what about the 4th of July, 
we know it gets, well, it's been hot, but since this is the desert and it's summer and all, it's going to get hotter. So are you getting out of Phoenix for the 4th of July? Are you heading for the the mountains or the beach? Did you even do that last year when Dr. Fauci was saying, don't do anything, don't go anywhere, just listen to me. Wear a mask, wear two masks, wear three masks, and wrap yourself in saran wrap and or Reynolds wrap before going outside. Oh, the Delta variant. You've heard that in the news. And it's not about uh, a certain airline. No, there is a variant. There are going to be variants to COVID. But one thing that does not vary is what we suspected all along. This stuff was brewed up in a Chinese lab in Wuhan. And Fauci and all his henchmen did their best. And this is really a tragedy. In fact, Dr. Gorka... Had a lady from the Fed, uh, I guess from, uh, was it the Federalist? I think so. Yes, the culture editor was on preceding this broadcast. I know I was listening when I was driving into the studio. And what we have seen happen to science is that it has been totally politicized. Now, just that that's apart from the fact that One of my, or part of my double major at NC State was political science. Some would call that the ultimate oxymoron. But no, now we have science. Remember the the line the left was using in little facts, trust the science. And have you seen the new one? If if you're criticizing me, you're really criticizing the science. No, sir, we're not. We're criticizing the most highly paid bureaucrat who is a swamp thing and as who has been manipulating people for his own fame. That's what we're criticizing, Dr. Fauci. So you have a situation now where And this is something else I did. I've been away from it for a long time. That is the Drudge Report. When Matt Drudge took that hefty paycheck and just kind of headed for the sunset, uh, it's been kind of interesting to see the ideological change in the Drudge Report. But even the folks at Drudge uh, put up some articles. Apparently, uh, South America has the greatest number of COVID cases right now. And apparently, the South American nations chose to um, take the vaccines uh, provided by China. Yeah, now, you just have to wonder. If the, if the Chinese get away with this, and there's no way we're, we're going to go to war with them over it, but... What commensurate action can we take? Instead of falling all over ourselves, as we've, we've seen from Hollywood, uh, with the motion picture Fast and Furious and the big tough wrestling guy, uh, John Cena, speaking Mandarin, uh, telling the Chinese how very, very sorry he was to mention Taiwan. 
what's next? The Chinese get away with this. What else are they brewing up? Marco Rubio has a thought or two that we'll share with you. And your words of wisdom, always welcome, 602-508-0960 at AM960, The Patriot, KKNT. For Seth, it's JD. Oh, yes, I do. And by the way, don't call me a tin man. It's JD and for Seth, which leads to another great trivia question. Everybody knows. Uh, We know that Jack Haley was in the motion picture The Wizard of Oz, but that's only because another guy was originally cast as the Tin Man, and uh, he had an allergic reaction to the aluminum (laughs) or some sort of alloy in the paint they plastered on him in the mid-1930s, and it uh, dang near killed him. Buddy Ebsen, that's right, Jed Clampett, And Barnaby Jones, all in the same person, uh, it was Buddy Ebsen who was supposed to be the Tin Man. In fact, it's still floating around. uh, His version, if I only have a heart, it's one of the pirated parts of the Wizard of Oz soundtrack because they had to go back and change stuff once uh, they recast the role for Jack Haley. But I digress. I was saying the outbreaks... Of uh, the outbreak of COVID nineteen, uh, seems to be in South America. Well, it's not only a South American nation like Chile that opted for the Chinese COVID vaccine. Uh, places far away like Mongolia, which kind of is next door to China geographically or close by, but in the Middle East, Bahrain, and. Uh, those folks have have, uh, have gotten the Chinese vaccine supplied by Sinopharm and Sinovac Biotech. And they're having problems. They rank among uh, the top 10 countries with the worst COVID outbreaks. So getting the vaccine from China, it's kind of like, well, it's kind of like saying, hey, hey, uh, go to Yuma and buy some beachfront property. What was that deal in the first Superman movie with Christopher Reeve and uh, Gene Hackman as Lex Luthor, right? He was going to, yeah, we're going to blow up the San Andreas Fault. I bought all the property in Arizona. It'll be beachfront. China has blown up the world in terms of uh, basically biological warfare. Marco Rubio says, look for something worse. Well, Marco Rubio was wrong when he got together with a gang of eight for amnesty in the United States. And I hope he's wrong about this one. Kind of a sober note to leave on. But uh, be that as it may, this has been a tremendous amount of fun. And I thank you for being here this afternoon. And Seth will be back in... To borrow Mr. Jefferson's phrase, in the course of human events, one day I hope to be back behind this microphone. For Seth Liebson, J.D. Hayworth, stay brave, stay free, stay tuned.